0: join me in spirit of prayer. Lord God, we give you thanks that you have sent us your word. The word that has existed from before time sent to us to return us to life in you. We give you thanks that you sent us Desmond Tutu as well. Who in his life and in his words and his commitments has shown forth your glory and grace and truth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Please be seated. I woke up uh, to the news this morning that Desmond Tutu had died and I had to take a break to grieve and to mourn. I'm still feeling heavy hearted but also very grateful uh, that such a great soul lived and touched the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ the way he did. Then I started printing out quotes of his to turn into my sermon. And then I noticed that all the scripture readings spoke to me about Tutu. And you might be in the presence of a saint if the scripture keeps pointing to him, and if he keeps pointing to the scripture.
1: Just take Isaiah, for
0: example. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole spirit shall exult in my God. Little, you hear Mary in there too, right? But we hear Tutu as well. If you ever got to hear him preach, or ever got to be in his presence, he was a man overflowing with joy, overflowing with exuberance, And he confronted the powers of the world that were crushing his people with this unassailable joy. This unassailable, quiet, humble confidence that the light will overcome the darkness. The light has overcome the darkness. He embodied that living spirit of God in the toughest places. It's on I'm wearing a mask, though. Sorry, I'm wearing a mask. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, good. Um, so the exuberance, and he was funny. Oh my goodness, was he funny. One of my favorite stories he would tell was this. He'd say, before the white man came to Africa, we had the land and they had the Bible. When they came, they said, let us pray. So we closed our eyes to pray, And when we opened our eyes, they had the land and we had the Bible. <laughs> Humor, joy, satire to bring down the powerful from their thrones. He was that voice in Isaiah, the voice that could not keep silent. In some translations, that would shout to God. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Until her vindication. He worked tirelessly, speaking out on the behalf of black South Africans until their vindication came, (coughs) until justice arrived, using his pulpit, using the church, using the scripture, to call us all to a new state of justice, the state of justice that God desires. One of his great quotes, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse, and you say that you are neutral, The mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. As fierce and loving, grace and truth all together in this one man. One minute fierce after vindication, the next moment laughing and embracing his enemies. He also famously said, if you want peace, don't talk to your friends. Talk to your enemies. And there he would go into every difficult, painful situation trusting in God, that God is a God of reconciliation and repair. And he became the chair of the commission on truth and reconciliation. Truth and reconciliation in South Africa. Not just reconciliation, but let's tell the story Let's hear the pain, let's hear the suffering and the injustice, and from there go forward to be a new people. It is work that is still very much a process, but the courage, the vision, the faith that he brought to that. Here's what he wrote about that work. Forgiving and being reconciled to our enemies or our loved ones, it's not about pretending that things are other than they are, It's not about patting one another on the back and turning a blind eye to the wrong. True reconciliation exposes the awfulness, the abuse, the hurt, the truth. It could even sometimes make things worse. It's a risky undertaking. But in the end, it is worthwhile. Because in the end, only an honest confrontation with reality can bring real healing. Superficial reconciliation can bring only superficial healing. Mm -hmm. I want to celebrate this life. Mm -hmm. This is a great soul. Mm -hmm. This is a saint. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be in the book, hopefully, in the next few days. (laughs) He was slated to go. He is an inspiration to us. And he does dovetail with my original sermon topic, which was looking at that beautiful hymn at the beginning of the Gospel of John looking at the promises in that hymn the promises that we become children of God that we are reborn not as children of humans but born from God into life as children of God that we as the great hymn says become enlightened in God And what better to do to look at a figure of great enlightenment, Desmond Tutu, as a way of saying that through spiritual struggle and growth and prayer and study and worship, we are refined, we are slowly purified so that we become transparent to this light of God. One of the things we know about Tutu is he was absolutely without arrogance. He was humble, he was kind, he could laugh at himself. He wasn't a spiritual elite. And what does that tell us? That enlightenment in our tradition is not becoming a spiritual elite. It's not becoming above anyone. It's becoming like Christ and transparent to that light that has entered the world, that light that overcomes the darkness that light that illumines us from the inside out. And the more we pray and struggle spiritually, the more that light can pass through us and we can be an image of God. We are called to be children of God. We are called to be in the family resemblance of God. We're called to resemble God's love. And that tutu, boy did he fight in his racial justice fight to make sure that every African person was seen as an image of God and valued in their entirety as children of God. He was a human rights warrior just as we are called to be. Based on our belief that each child of God has inestimable value and is full of this light that God has woven into the world from before time and that God has restored in the sending of the light to us. And in the sending of this light, we suddenly can see the light around us that we've been so distant from because of sin that we have lost the ability to read God's handiwork that surrounds us everywhere. So I celebrate Archbishop Desmond Tutu, a great soul, a future saint, and I'm gonna close with some of his great words because they are such better words. A person with Ubuntu, which is once again a Zulu word, is open and available to others. Affirming of others does not feel threatened that others are able and good. For he or she has a proper self-assurance that comes from knowing that he or she belongs to a greater whole. And is diminished when others are humiliated or diminished when others are tortured or oppressed. And again, We are made for goodness. We are made for love. We are made for friendliness. We are made for togetherness. We are made for all the beautiful things that you and I know. We are made to tell the world that there are no outsiders. All are welcome. Black, white, every ethnicity, rich, poor, educated, not educated, male, female, gay, straight, all, all, all. We all belong to God's family, this human family. And finally, in the end, what matters is not how good we are, but how good God is. Not how much we love him, but how much God loves us, and God loves us, whoever we are, whatever we've done or failed to do, whatever we believe, or whatever we cannot believe. Amen.